0: good evening men and women of god thank you so much for joining us tonight um i'm gonna say a quick prayer right now Um, father god just have your way on this on this line tonight lord um lord help me to say it to your people the way you said said it to me father to get the the message through, Father, um, I just pray that you have your way. Thank you for dwelling in this place, in this space, on this line, in our hearts. I decrease, Lord, you increase. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, <clears throat> I'm going to give all thanks to God, all thanks to God. I thank him for everything. There is not one certain thing I can sit here and just tell you all that I'm thankful for because I'm just gonna say everything. I just thank him for everything Um, and for this opportunity. I wanna thank also Apostle Joanne for giving me the opportunity. For just pushing me when I don't want to be pushed when it's complicated. Thank you. Um, And for my husband for being there and pushing and motivating as well. Thank you. Um, My name is Shaniqua, but I am allowing God to have access. We're going to go ahead and get started. I'm first going to read. Um, from 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, and I'm gonna read from the Amplified Version. It says, it says, for the message of the cross is foolish, absurd, and illogical. Wait, let me repeat that one more time. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. And I'm going to start again. For the message of the cross is foolish, absurd, and illogical to those who are perishing and spiritually dead because they reject it. But to us who are being saved by God's grace, it is the manifestation of the power of God. I'm also going to read the same 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 NLT version says, the message of the cross is foolish, to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. So that brings me to the message title. Um, What does the cross mean to you? Okay. So we're going to first of all break down the things that Jesus had to go through. Okay. So we all know that where jesus where um the part where judas came and betrayed jesus um and that's where we'll start um first of all um jesus knowing that um we were going that slow down slow down first of all jesus knowing that he was going to have to pay for sins that he did not commit all right and have things that were said about you that were not true um and the things that were said about him were either misconstrued or blown out of proportion um, on top of that you look around and you see that your friends are not there the ones who said that they were always going to have your back um, now if that was us or definitely me i would be a little upset about that but before getting to the cross he was beaten, he was beaten, slapped, spit on, probably cursed at, pushed, laughed, mocked and humiliated. Now in the Bible times, it um in, in the Bible it says many times that Jesus would wake up early to go pray. So the day of his betrayal probably probably was no different. And I'm sure he woke up early so that by the time Judas came, you know, to betray him, he was probably exhausted and tired as well. And remember, um, even the disciples couldn't even stay awake. When he would ask them to um, keep watch and pray, as you remember, if you read the story, they kept falling asleep. So we're going to get to the part where he goes to the beating, okay? Now, the beating or the whipping, they also called it scourging. This was pretty much made to humiliate. Um, and to pretty much torture. Um, These whips were made with lead, metal, porcelain, bones, um, which was made to tear through the skin. Then it would tear through the fat. When those layers were torn, then it would get to the muscle. Um, It would tear the muscles and the tendons, along with ripping through blood vessels, which caused a lot of blood loss. Um, The whippings were usually done by two soldiers, Um, And for all the gashes in Jesus' body, if we were to say this happened to a person today, you would need like over 2,000 stitches just to close it up. Then we get to the crown of thorns. Those were not like rosebush thorns. Um, This was a type of plant um, that they used to put on Jesus' head. Um, And these thorns measured almost up to like, uh, measured to about two inches in length. Um, which they were shoved on his head, um, and until his skull, which alone causes blood loss. Um, and and people have actually bled from just a scalp injury. So just imagine um, even the pain of that. Now we get to the sweating blood. You've heard that many times that he was even sweating sweat blood. Now, a lot of people don't believe this, but this is actual, uh, um, a, a true, is this is a true thing that happens it's, um a medical terminus called um hem- um where the blood vessels actually burst from being under tremendous stress so that is a real thing and we all know um from the bible that he sweated blood now we get to the cross now first he had to carry his cross which during my research um they were showing that crosses usually were about hundred and fifty to hundred and sixty five pounds, and the distance to where he had to go like from the um, um the distance he had to make at one time was a quarter of a mile, which he had to which at that point he could not carry his cross anymore, so that's when they got Simon to help him carry it the rest of the way now remember. The wood that the cross was made from was not nice and polished, and it wasn't sanded down and all that. It was rough, probably with splinters in it. Um, and then they had to, they, they laid him on there so that he could be nailed to the cross. Now, the Romans perfected this um, to where you would not bleed to death and you would not die immediately. Um, They would place the nails on the wrist, um, pretty much where a doctor would check for your pulse. And they did that so that you could not bleed to death. They did that to the feet as well. They placed it in a way that it caused a lot of pain, but at the same time, you would not bleed to death. Now, we're getting to him being on the cross. Now, while Jesus was on the cross, he struggled to breathe. Because of the way that he was positioned, okay? And he pretty much had to push up on his feet in order to breathe. So while pushing up on his feet to breathe, meaning he had to push up, remember, his back is pretty much torn open to shreds, and he's scraping on this hard wood, which is alone painful. Um, but he needed to use his feet to lift himself up just so that he could breathe. Because if he did not, he would suffocate, okay? Um, And that's also why they say he could only say a few words at a time because he had to lift up scraping his back on that hardwood, it's already bleeding, already gashed open, and he needed to breathe. So he would only say a few words at a time, meaning it basically hurt him to speak making the words that came out of his mouth even more precious and worth listening to, meaning that every word hurt. So when we get to the next phase, remember, again, the crucifixion was not to kill anybody like fast, but sometimes people lingered for a long time, um, hours and sometimes even days they said. And But when the soldiers got bored or they had something else to do and wanted to kill them quickly, that is when they would break their legs. Um, And they would sometimes have to swing five to ten times before the legs would actually break. And at that point, they would um, not be able to raise themselves up so that they can breathe, and then they would end up suffocating. Um, And this would happen in about four to six minutes. Um, Now, remember, that alone was a lot a lot that he has to go through. Um, and then remember, not everyone there to witness Jesus on the cross was there to cry for him or to plead on his behalf or beg the soldiers to let him down. Some came to spectate. Some came to stare. Some came to mock him, to laugh, to throw things at him. Um, and even for them, he laid down his life. They did not take his life. Even John 10 and 18 says, He says, No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to take it up again. After all that, don't think for one second he did not feel everything. He did not have this God body to where. He didn't feel the pain and that he did not feel anything. He felt everything that they were doing to him, and he felt it for us. He was human on that cross. He was beaten. Back in those days, they would strip him down naked to humiliate them even more. Um, They would strip him down just to humiliate them. So just imagine at this moment, he may feel alone, like disappointed, Humiliated, in agony, and shame, going through pain and suffering. Um, and again, he did this willingly. Now, who else would be willing to do this? Now, I'm not going to sit here for one minute and say that I would be willing to do it. I'm going to tell you right now, I would not be willing to do it. Even the the actors on TV that play Jesus on a cross, I don't, they wouldn't even do it. If they had to do that, they would turn down that movie role real quick. So for those wondering if God loves you, this, is, this right here will let you know how much he does. It doesn't matter what you have done. He did it for you. He loves you to the cross and beyond, and he's still loving on you. Um, the cross is a symbol for suffering, but was Jesus a sinner? Jesus was not a sinner. Jesus did not belong on that. Like, he did not deserve to go on that cross. We were the ones who were supposed to be in his place, you know. And I don't know if I, 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 I could have did that at all. Like, a lot of people are not willing to do anything if it does not benefit them in any kind of way. But he was willing, he was willing to go to the cross. A lot of us are not even willing to put our flesh to death. And some people take the cross so lightly, like, oh, yeah, he he died on the cross, and, yeah, he rose again. But have you ever thought about the, the point of when Judas betrayed him until he took that last breath on the cross, just that alone? He did that for us, and and a lot of people don't understand what he went through. And, yes, it's done and over with now, but that alone makes me want to follow him. You can't follow Jesus if you're still holding on to your personal interest. And, you know, if you're not ready to abandon your old life, carrying the cross is a choice, and there is a price to pay. Um, Just think about when someone... Does something good for you you are you are just you just like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much you you know just imagine somebody paying your rent for a year. wouldn't you be so appreciative for that? You would almost be at their beck and call like, wouldn't you just be so grateful for them so what about Jesus? what about What he did, what he went through for you, and the way people are taking it so lightly. You know, when Jesus wants you to meet him in your prayer closet, where are you? Where are you? Um, when you when he wants you to sit down and pour his heart out to you, where are you? Why you won't even be still enough for him to just to listen to him you know he wants to pour out to you he wants to tell you everything he wants to love on you and just show you how much you mean to him but most of us won't even sit down long enough to even hear what he has to say jesus like Jesus may tell you, hey, I need you to come over here because it's going to help you grow. Or I need you to attend that service because I need you to hear something that I've been trying to tell you, but you're too busy to hear me. Listen, I'm not innocent either, okay, and I'm talking to myself as well. But we've got to understand what Jesus did for us, what he went through to make sure that we were redeemed, we were forgiven, we were given another chance. And most people won't even give him the time of day. John 3 and 17, it says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. And then also says, um, and I think it's Romans, that God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There are going to be storms and battles in life. But God God has all the answers to everything, everything you're going through. He did not die for nothing. He did not die so that you can be lost and you can be confused and feel hopeless. He, He died so that you can live, so that you can be free, so that you can be with him forever. He forgives and he restores us. Sin created a wall between us and God. Jesus tore down that wall. So instead of enemies, we are his children. And he loves us with the unconditional love that you will never find anywhere else. Do you make God a priority the way that he made you a priority? His willingness, he he was willing and focused on completing the task at hand. What if he would have backed out? we will never know because he did not back out so that's why we can't back out we can't give up jesus had every opportunity to back up or give up but he did not and we owe it to him to keep going and i'm going to make sure that what he did for me was not in vain because i will give up i will not give up no matter how hard it gets i will not give up um even when People around me won't encourage me. I will not give up. Even when I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, I will not give up. Even when I'm not, when I think that I'm nothing, I will keep going because to God, I am everything. And he signed off on it when he went to the cross for us. So I can't give up. You matter. Your life matters. Your struggle matters. What you are going through matters. He will meet you where you are. Take all that the cross, take, take everything, like your frustrations, your anger, your broken heart, your 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 pain, just your depression. Well, it ain't your depression, but whatever you have that is not from God, take it to the cross and leave it there. I thank him for not stopping. I thank him for not giving up. I thank him for suffering, the suffering that he went through on my behalf. I thank him for the blood that he shed for me because there is no greater love. I desire to praise him. He is worthy, and I thank him for the price that he paid for me. He was the sacrifice. He is worthy of praise, glory, and honor. Sometimes you may ask yourself even, like, why and how can he love me so much? How? But I it doesn't matter. I I thank him for the love. I thank him for everything that he's done for me. I, thank, I don't mind telling someone else how much he loves them because there is nothing you can do to make him love you more, and there is nothing that you can do to make him stop loving you no matter what he loves you what does the cross mean to you the cross is is to me it's like just love when you feel unwanted and alone and unmotivated not motivated and you want to give up and you're depressed and you're feeling like you can't go on i'm telling you jesus everybody he's oh well he was jesus so he could do it but he was human, he was human, You know, so even at one time he even said to his father, like, take this cup from me. What does that say? Does that say something about, like, that'll tell you something right there. You know what I'm saying? So he had emotions like we were, he's the perfect example. He didn't just come in here, come down here with his God body and do God-like things and do God, it was, you you see what I'm saying? Like, he came as a human. He had pain. He had suffering. Those people taking him to that cross really did beat him. And even during my research, they said beatings like that, he had to have had a swollen eye. He had to be bleeding all over. And one of the reasons why he probably didn't even bleed to death was because it was cold. So when it's cold, it kind of coagulates the blood to where you won't, Um, bleed to death. But he went through some things, being spit on, being, I don't even like when somebody sneezes on me and a little bit of spit get on me. Like, come on. Like, he deserves for you to step back and look at what he's done for you. He deserves to have your praise. He deserves to have your worship. God deserves this. He, He deserves it. Like, he deserves it. It's just it's just like no no other way to put it. Just think about what he did. Take like 30 seconds. What if that would have been you? You know the guy that helped Jesus carry the cross named Simon? What if that was you? Beside Jesus carrying the cross with him and you looking at Jesus and he's just tired and exhausted, and he's trying to carry this cross, what would you say to him? What would you say to him? At this point, i would probably be like, let me, like, I couldn't take it. I don't even, he, well, we wasn't there, so we don't know Simon, what Simon was doing, but I probably would have been crying with Jesus, and I probably would have been trying to find a way to get him out of there. But just imagine you going along with Jesus all the way to that cross and how he could have looked, how he was tired and exhausted and bloody. I just want you to think about it because again, you can't take it lightly. You can't take it lightly. He did everything for you. He deserves for you to not talk about yourself. Oh, I'm stupid oh, I'm dumb. I'm going to be sick for the rest of my life. I'm not going anywhere in life. No, that's not, Jesus didn't die for that. He knows you're free. You, you are set free. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. You can do anything. Even the word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, what does the cross mean to you answer that question to yourself like what does the cross mean to me to you i thank him for what he did he is so worthy i don't know if y'all want to go back like later and just study like again i know you've heard i know you watched the Passion of christ And I know you've seen these movies about Jesus, but what really gets me, and yes, he did these miracles which were great, but where he really gets me is what he did on his way, what happened to him on the way to the cross, and then even on the cross, and even on the cross, he could barely breathe, and it hurt him to breathe, but he still had some words he had to say, and he did it. He is worthy. I don't take the cross lightly. I don't. So, what does the cross mean to you, Vaughn? Siobhan, come forward, please.
1: On the you in the States, in the UK, and love you gave, a Thank you for the love, Lord. Thank you for the doubts Watch me in my face and face you In me found, you me so in Jesus, Son of God, the greatest ever crucified. What He Is the land. Were the years the last? Worthy the years the last? You fought the cost, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. There me your mercy and love, you and gave amazing grace. Thank you for the love, of Thank you for the me in and now your forgiveness and embrace Worthy is the Lamb Worthy is the Lamb Worthy is the, Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Is the land? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. You're worthy, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen.